Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of day it may be, it's a pleasure having you to join me in this program about our lamp and keeping it full. Hello everyone, I'm Neil Parks. God bless each and every one of you, wherever you may be listening from today. So today's message is a continuation, part two of purifying our lamp oil. What we left off last week, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane in agony with the prayer teams that was sleeping. Isn't it interesting that these garden situations seem as though they play a very big part of where the exposing and conquering of the adversity is that is upon us and when it takes place? the Garden of Eden, and the Garden of Gethsemane. In Eden, Genesis 3, verse 8, when they, Adam and Eve, heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife hid, you guessed it, in the trees of the garden, hid from God. God called to the man, Where are you? Huh. Now, fast forward, let's go to the Garden of Gethsemane, right after the Lord's Supper, the, the, the night before the crucifixion. The disciples are sleeping. By God's word, everything finds a rhythm, folks, a place. It fills, it empowers, it enlivens, and redeems us. But it also divides and destroys. It pierces and exposes our disobedience, and unfaithfulness. The beautiful thing about Jesus is that he didn't have to come and set the example for his bride that he is returning for, but he wanted to. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life, his own life, for his friends. Now that's in John fifteen thirteen. Our scriptures today is uh, Hebrews four eleven through 16. We'll jump right into it. Verse 11. So let us move forward to enter this rest so that none of us fall into the kind of faithless disobedience that prevented them from entering. The word of God you see is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword piercing and divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge thoughts and the will of the heart. No creature can hide from God. God sees all. Everyone and everything is exposed, open for his inspection. And he's the one we will have to explain ourselves to. Verse 14 says, Since we have a great high priest Jesus, the Son of God, who has passed through the heavens from death into new life with God, let us hold tightly to our faith. For Jesus is not some high priest who has no sympathy for our weaknesses and flaws. He has already been tested in every way that we are tested, but he emerged victorious without failing. So let us step boldly 
into the throne of grace, where we can find mercy and grace to help when we need it most. Well, that scripture just kind of speaks to my heart, saying, you might say, Jesus, he has been there, done that. Here's the understanding. If we are calling ourselves Christians and understand that we are image bearers of our Creator, then there is a calling on our lives. We are the vessels, the lamps that He, God, will use if we follow Him and, big time here, delight in His will. The oil that burns in us is Him, the Word. Jesus is the Word. So the question may be, for some of us, why all the hassle? Can't God just create people the way he wants? Well, he is returning for a bride without spot or wrinkle. This bride will be sold out completely, focused on the groom. The proof is in the pudding, my friend. God has not created robots to be his eternal wife. You see, he came and laid his life down for her, agape love. Now, where does this lamp come into play? When the dark, uh, when the lamp is full of him, then he shines his light into the darkness, exposing mankind's sin. Enter choice. So one of two things happen. Repentance or pride is chosen at that time. When light reveals darkness, one of two things happen. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he's doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We are speaking for Christ himself now. We're ambassadors, the Bible says. We are the temple, the Bible says. And if we are have those capacities, we take it to the world. My friends, we are God's lamps, and this world is a dark place. Sadly, the world has always thought their way is the best way. And when, when the light is shining on their way, they hate it. Look what uh, David says in Psalm 38, verse 19. But my enemies persecute with vigor and continue to hate me, though I have done nothing against them to deserve it. Psalm 69, 4. I cannot even count all those who hate me without cause. They are influential men, these who plot to kill me, though I am innocent. They demand that I be punished for what I did not do. John 15.25 tells us this, This has fulfilled what the prophet said concerning the Messiah. They hated me without reason. 
Look what 1 Corinthians 3, 8 through 10 says. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. Oh, my. We've got a, we've got a lot to think about here, folks. Now, we, as we have mentioned before, we are the vessels the vessels, the lamps, and the and the oil that is acceptable is clear and pure, so as to burn brightest, that oil is Christ himself. The absolute truth of the matter is, when we draw closer, become more intimate with him, Jesus, when we increase our capacity with appetite, hunger, and thirst for more and more of the word, other words, the oil and Jesus, we realize that this relationship we have soars to a deeper level. With that said, the need of pure oil for our lamp is meant to burn brightly. Again, in, in the Psalms, in Psalms 42.7, it says, The deep calls to the deep. At the thundering sound of your waterfalls, your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. Psalm 63, David, a song of David while in the wilderness of Judah. O true God, you are my God, the one whom I trust. I seek you with every fiber of my being. In this dry and weary land with no water in sight, my soul is dry and longs for you. My body aches for you, for your presence. David was a man after God's heart. David had a good understanding about the wilderness. And nowadays we can address this wilderness as the world. The world is the epitome, friends, of darkness. I know, folks. These are some troubling times we are living in today. As the world turns, but ever since Adam and Eve did their thing in the garden, it has only gotten worse. But with Christ, we have hope, the hope of glory. So today I want to leave you with this. 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. And everyone who has this hope confidently placed in him or her, purifies himself, just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, and guiltless. That's a pretty big statement, wouldn't you say? Well, that will we'll do it for today, and I hope you can tune in next week. And by the way, if you have friends or relatives that come to mind as you listen, please invite them. And comments are welcome as well at this address, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. That's all one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, continue to fill our lamps with pure, undefined oil that we may serve you. The purer the oil, the brighter the flame. I lift up each and every person that is listening to this podcast, Father, whatever they may be going through, 
You have the answers for all of our wants or needs, whatever it is. I just lift them up to you that they would grow, that they would thirst for righteousness, the righteousness of God, Christ Jesus. And we do this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. That'll do it for today. I'm Neil Parks. Thank you.